0: Yes, indeed. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Cover Woo! Band Central Wisdom Hour number one hundred and eighty four for Tuesday, October eighteenth, twenty twenty two. I'm Steve Wichell in New Orleans. And I'm Tony
1: B. coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening?
0: Tony B. The real star of the show. <laughs> the secret the secret weapon of Coverman Central. The Secret sauce. There it is. Talented That's Tony. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Love all it. right. So we are broadcasting live on the Cover Band Central Facebook page, in the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. And then for you audio listeners, we are broadcasting on the pod, any your favorite podcast network. We're out there. All of them. Um, the, speaking of YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Click on that link. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell. And this way, you'll always know when we're going live. And you can check out our previous episodes and what all the other. Where's your bell sound effect? All the other. Here. Sorry. There you go. I should be ready with that, and, and I was just that. doing. I was Ian, just working on s- the
1: bell thing over there. I got a guy on it for next week.
0: <laughs> I was just working on sound effects. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But yeah. um, so yeah. I should I should know better, and I should have them anyway. If you're here watching us live, or even if you're on the replay, come out, come on in and say hello, and tell us where you're from. We will say hello back, and we will uh, uh, talk about where you're from if we know anything about it. And we might, you know, you never know. Sometimes but, we know things. Randy thinks ter- uh, Talented Tony from New Jersey is playing. See? <laughs> right off the bat, it's Tony is the star, man. You
1: got to have some comedy, Steve. You know, it can't all be serious cover band stuff all I the know. time. You got to bring some levity, baby. Levity.
0: And speaking of stars, you can give and stars. Steve,
1: speaking of levity, watch. I can levitate. Look.
0: That is it's impressive. That's my
1: newest trick. It's hard, though. I can only do it for a brief amount of time. You got to
0: charge up beforehand.
1: Yeah. I uh, was speaking fully charged. of charged.
0: But speaking of stars, you can give stars during this broadcast as well. That is a uh, if you're watching on the Facebook page, that is a digital gift that you can give to us for doing this and showing your love back. We do this all gratis, so if you want to give a, back some love, that's a way to do it. Give stars, yeah. buy in packs, and and throw your the packs our way. We we love it. Byron Hayes is in Little Rock, Arkansas. What's up, Byron? Justin's in Oklahoma. <laughs> Wisdom horn? It, what is that? It, wisdom whistle. Wisdom whistle. Sorry. Why would I think? Of, well, it kind of sound like a horn. Well, I had a block. Listen, it, like. It's very musical.
1: See, I can, I can play.
0: Only two notes, but that's good. It's only got four possible. Wanda is in What's up. Wanda. Los Angeles. I got to get rid of the stars thing. Wait, hang on. There yeah, just give them. Send I, you know, stars our way. I don't have to have it up there on the whole the whole screen the whole time. Oh,
1: that's a good reminder, Steve, for people to sure. stars.
0: Justin to in Oklahoma with a beautiful family there and his avatar. Rosanna is from Fremantle. Uh, Donna is in East Texas. Who else we got? Randy's in Portland, Oregon, via New Jersey. Yeah. And I am in New Orleans via New Jersey. And James is in Kokomo, Indiana, and he's I'm, an Ace Frehley fan. I didn't know there was a Kokomo, Indiana. Did you? No. I, is that what the Beach Boys were singing about? Maybe. Kokomo, Indiana? So, no, I don't think so. I don't know. You never know. Uh, so, good
1: question for our audience, though, Steve. If anybody knows that answer, please come forward with
0: it. It's good trivia.
1: Yeah. We'd love to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which Kokomo I geographical you- location are Beach Boys' Musing about in there. I, I bet you
0: James knows. And, and he, They're probably so sick of Kokomo jokes in Kokomo. Yeah. Like uh, probably every day, at least if somebody, if you're from Kokomo, you don't, you don't, probably you don't even mention the beach voice or it could be the other way around. They could be like, that's the, like, Hey, you live way down in Kokomo. It could be their theme song. They could play at parties and in church and who knows what they do um with with kokomo there they might celebrate it or they might shun it kokomo think, craziness let's take a vote do you think they shun it or they they celebrate it and they Koko- cuckoo for kokomo <laughs> you never know do you, you are funny uh funny kenny's guy. in dixon illinois what's up kenny uh uh how would you say that name filio yeah filio is in uh, the Philippines. I, I he says, good go. morning. Beautiful yeah. sunrise or sunset yeah, avatar awesome, there. But Kokomo is at 45 minutes north of Indianapolis. And James said it is the Florida Kokomo that the Beach Boys are singing about. Yes. I didn't know Florida we, had a Kokomo either.
1: No, that I knew because I figured it was a warm place like California, and I know there's no Kokomo in California. So
0: I thought it was like... Uh, like the islands, like an island place, you know, like that's... Or Lake Lake Kokomo? Like the Caribbean. Kokomo is in the Caribbean. That's
1: Go to Kokomo Islands. You're thinking of the Komodo Islands, which are are famous for the Komodo dragon lizards. They are not Kokomo dragons, Steve. They are Komodo dragons. Not to be confused with the kimono, which is a a piece of (laughs) garment that you might wear. So, you know, we've got through a lot of wisdom here in the past 35 seconds between kimonos, komodo... And Kokomo. Okay. It's a Lot to take in right oh, out of the gate. That so. all straightened
0: out. Ernie okay. said it's Bon Jovi. I don't know. <laughs> is he referring to me or you? <laughs> <referred to> you. <laughs> no, I think you because Bon Jovi has the gray hair now and the. the... Yeah, that's me. It's Bon Jovi. I'm Johnny. I am the older version you, you, of Bon, or you, the younger you, version of Bon Jovi. You just call me JBJ. Even though me and Tony are the same age. Yes, we are. Or approximately the same age. Shirley just said "yay," which is a beautiful thing to say. Shirley Tracy yay steve yay and james informs us that elwood haynes the inventor of motorized automobile was from kokomo the city of firsts
1: hmm. a little unknown trivia there see you tune in for some musical wisdom and you find out about the industrial revolution
0: and there might be 26 kokomos says james. Yeah, there might be too um you never know
1: that would be good to know steve how many kokomos are there
0: I don't know. You could probably ask uh, your your uh, smart Johnny, home device.
1: Or, yeah, tell tell Ian to get on that. Right, I got a guy working on it. We'll
0: get. No, ask it. the smart home device. I don't have one. Your your uh, your. I don't your have one. Amazon thingy.
1: Tony B, how many Kokomos are there in the United States?
0: Or just in general?
1: There are thirty-two Kokomos in the United States.
0: Thirty-two. Wow, thirty-two more than we thought. A lot more. Hello, Julie. Julie, hello. Hello, Terry, in Pensacola, Florida. Hello, Terry. Just down the road from me. Uh, oh, boy, what a weekend, Tony. Do tell, Steve. What's going on in Steve-land? Well. What do you got? It's new and exciting. So we talked about a week or two ago where I, I was, uh, I, I had planned on playing a double. Remember that? There was yeah, a, a sure Friday. Enough,
1: that, that was the 11-set the record-breaking Double day. Yes.
0: Um, and and that the was... record
1: was broken to 12. It was now
0: no, no. Would... 11 is the record for me.
1: Oh, 11 is the record. Okay.
0: But that was planned. We, we, I yes. knew that well ahead of time that that was going to happen. So I was able to mentally and physically prepare mm-hmm. for the day. And it was one day. It was a Friday, the first day of the weekend. Um, this past weekend on Friday was just one, the standard one set. By the way, anybody who doesn't know, I play on Bourbon Street in New Orleans uh, pretty much full time. But currently, uh, days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at a club called Bourbon Bandstand on Bourbon Street. And so I do 2 to 6.30 and did that Friday. And the Saturday came in, and I usually get there about an hour early. Came in, the club was closed, and most of the rest of the band was there. And the general manager who runs all of the clubs was there which he normally isn't. And immediately Jason turned to me as I walked in and he said, Hey, do you want to play tonight too? And uh, the general manager explained to us that the band that he was supposed to have that night canceled. So he wanted to have a band. And since we're already there, he said,
1: Doubled up, double down,
0: double up, double down. So we did. We played uh, five sets during the day and then six sets at night. Making another 11 and sets.
1: ties the record. T- the record t- Yes. Big crowd applause there for Steve tying his own record of 11 sets in one day.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: actually, it's two days because you played past midnight, right?
0: So uh, we stopped one... at midnight. We stopped at exactly midnight. Oh, okay. At so you did night. get 11
1: yeah. sets in before midnight. Yes. Wow. So 11 sets in one day.
0: Yes, which amounts to,
1: Pretty impressive, Steve?
0: To, you know, we start at 2 o'clock and at midnight, a couple breaks in there, you know, but that's 10 hours of playing. And I was just going to say that, and I'm glad Corey asked, how long are the sets? The sets are 45 minutes, and we typically do more than one set in a row. So we'll do two, what we did on Saturday was two sets, which, or I'm sorry, three sets, which is two hours and 15 minutes. Take a half hour break, do two more sets, which is an hour and a half. And then we took a 45 minute break, went up and did three. uh, I think we did three and three, um, which is so two hours and 15 minutes, half hour break, another two hours, and 15 minutes. So long day, man. Yeah, I'll say. But everybody in the band was excited about mostly about working more and making some more money. And did you guys
1: do the same set to oh, yeah. repeat the same identical set for the oh, evening yeah. crowd that you did for the afternoon crowd? Oh yeah.
0: We played, <sighs> there's certain songs that we played five times a few yeah. of them during the whole day. Like, and I'm using a request app, which I talk about every week. And I would like all you guys to get this. What is
1: that app, Steve? It's called
0: juke.band. It is, it's not really an app. It's just a, a thing on your phone where you put in all your songs and the people in the crowd can scan a QR code, check out your entire song list and and request songs in real time and also tip the band. So so we typically don't use set lists. And if we did a song and then there's a kind of a, a, a turnover with the crowd, which happens on Berber Street, and somebody comes in and requests a song that we already did and tips us, then we'll play it. So we did Highway to Hell five times on a Saturday. We did...
1: Hey, was it multiple times during the same... Well, obviously, during the same day and night sets, like you had multiple people request the same song. So you said, hey, we already did this an hour ago, but we'll do it again.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had, like, in one case, we had a woman walk in, saw the QR code thing right away, scanned it, and, and requested... A song that we had just played like 10 minutes ago before she walked in the room so we we didn't play it right away but we did play it again um
1: oh so five people request highway to hell you don't play five versions back to back and be like this one's going out to jay <laughs> right. and this one's going out to Susie. and this one's going out to steve no no
0: if we get more than one request at a time we'll only do it once but if we get it In separate occasions, then we'll do it more than once. And the other song, you'll never guess, but let's play Stump the Drummer and see if you can guess. We haven't played Stump the Drummer in all time. we haven't
1: in quite some time.
0: Um, So, um, Stump the Drummer! So, there was a song that was requested several times. I think every time by a female... That's a clue. And we played it. And that's another one of the songs that we played five times on Saturday. Uh, the, so your clues are. It was requested by a female every time. It, it is it is a heavier rock song that normally we wouldn't necessarily play during the day. And if we did, we certainly wouldn't play it early in our set. Because we tried to, you know, in the... We, try to ease people in and we start with a little bit of mellower stuff. Um, let's see what other, you should get one more clue from that. Um, the band, it's a band and they had maybe one other like AOR hit album oriented rock, like not a, not a top 40 hit, but this, this song is a, is, is an album rock hit. And there was one other album rock hit from this band. Um, so, those are your clues, Tony. Wow. Let me think about that. Got the timer going here. And anybody else wants to chime in and guess, you can do that too. As, as uh, James did, he guessed, guessed Tom Sawyer, and that was incorrect. Um,
1: how many uh, guesses do I get? You get three. I'm
0: going to give you three guesses. Okay.
1: Let's say, knowing the type of songs that you do, and being that it's an album oriented rock, so I'm going to rule out the most popular songs that you would normally do that people would request mentally and go more into your deep
2: catalog. When you're craving church's three piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location.
0: All for valid at participating locations. Of heavy cuts. Mm. It's 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 from, a, let's see. I'm trying to think if I've ever played it with you. And prob, I would say probably not. But it was the band. Yeah, the, this song of the two songs, I've played both in cover bands. But this one I've played much more. Um and you know it'd be like a, a song I played with Mad Rabbit or maybe like uh, you know, uh, dog voices would have played it, I mean, no, probably not because it was a later. I could tell you that too when it came out. It came out, I would say late 1990s, early 2000s, early 2000s, I'm gonna go. And no, it is not Mustang Sally. Melina, what? Look at a white tiger, beautiful. And it's not Beth by Kiss.
1: What's the song? Uh, "Beautiful Oblivion."
0: That is incorrect. Mm. I'm only going to play "You've Been Stumped" if you get it wrong three times. Okay. Not "Love Song" by James Horner or by Tesla. Although we do play "Love Song," we do play that song. Uh, all right, I'll give you. With each answer that you guess, I'll give you another clue. Okay. The band, it, the band's name is two words.
1: Okay. That doesn't really help. <laughs> it could be. Doesn't really narrow it down to too many options. Oh, there. the next,
0: the next clue is going to be a good one though. I already got um... it. I already know what
1: to
0: do. Nope, not keep your hands to yourself, Jamie asked. Georgia Satellites only had really that one hit. I don't know that they had an, another hit.
1: Yeah, because you got to think of bands that only had two hits, and that, that's, that narrows it down a <laughs> lot, <laughs> right? said I quit, yes. <laughs> um, how about Nevermind by Space Hog?
0: Was that the name of the song? I think so. That is incorrect. Hmm. You know um, what I'm talking about, though. Youth Gone Wild by Skid Row. No, that is not correct. And Skid Row was more of an 80s. Although, the first album came out in 89, I think. Presumably. Yeah, it was on yeah. the
1: cusp there, but it was still
0: considered... Yeah. This I is 80s. more like an early 2000s band. Okay. Um, all right. The name of the song has two words. And the second word in the name of the band is a fruit.
1: Blind Melon?
0: That's an excellent guess. Tony, sometimes you really surprise me, but... You've been stumped. Ah, oh,
1: come on, man. I thought for sure I was going to have that.
0: That was an excellent guess. It's a fruit blind melon. I don't know that they had another hit besides no rain, but that's about the right time. No. Repressed I was going say soul,
1: soul Asylum, Runaway Train, right? Because I don't know what other big song. They only had a couple. That would be another good de- guess, even though it's not correct.
0: And and not and a fruit. And it's not, it's not a fruit. Right. Uh, the correct answer is the band was Buck Cherry, and the song is Crazy Bitch.
1: That fits all those criteria, but I would not have guessed that.
0: Crazy Bitch, we played it five times, and every time that we played it... Five times? It was, every time we played it, it was requested, and it was requested by a female. Wow, was she crazy? They love the, the girls, they love that song.
1: Are they kind of crazy when they're asking you for it? Are they all, like, googly-eyed and kind of, like, would stab you with a fork if given the opportunity? Probably. Wow. Okay. Um... Some crazy bitches out there, Steve.
0: They, they love that song. They dance they do love crazy it. to it. They love it. So, yes, that was. So, he played that on Saturday Five Times. And then, so, okay. in, in our wisdom, we thought to ourselves, Jason and I, but, well, they're probably not going to have a band for tomorrow. So, let's set it up so we can do a double tomorrow, too. Might as well. Just this strike, being well, Saturday now, right? Following this being the Saturday.
1: Double, the Friday night double header.
0: No, no, Friday. The Saturday was the double, the first double.
1: Oh, Friday was a regular daytime gig.
0: Friday was a regular daytime gig. No nighttime. No nighttime.
1: Saturday was teed up as a double.
0: Teed up as a double. And then, and then we thought, Sunday you know, let's, too. let's take advantage of this, get some work. We all need to work. Mm-hmm. And let's let's try to secure a double for Sunday, which we did not secure by Saturday, but uh, was confirmed by Sunday morning. However, uh, however, one of our singers had to leave after the day gig. And uh, Jason and Chris, the drummer and guitar player in my band, did not show up for either the day or night on Sunday. They had they had uh, uh, Jason had something with his dad, and uh, Jason is Chris's ride. so uh, they come from Baton Rouge. So, uh, so
1: something happened where both of them couldn't make the gig. So you had secured, a double with n- no band in attendance,
0: right? So we had to get people to sub. We had to get fill-ins. And... So let's
1: let's talk about that, Steve. Let's let's go. Let's run through how that scenario plays out. now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's it's you know you're playing doubles. You're playing two to six thirty, and then you're playing probably seven to midnight, right? Or whatever, seven thirty to midnight, right? So now you're you're at the club. It's one o'clock or one fifteen, and you're like, "Hey, man, where is everybody?" Then you get the news that nobody's coming. Now, what what's the thought process that ensues from that point on, right? Because I'm sure you have the club manager saying to you, hey, Steve, what time are you guys going on? Are you ready to go on? What's going on?
0: No, I knew in the morning, because as soon as I woke up, I got a, a message from Jason to call him, and I did. And he, and he told me what was happening, and he got he had gotten somebody to sub for him and uh, for – Chris, as well.
1: Oh, so he already had the subs already taken care
0: of. Delbert this Delbert missed it. The song was Crazy Bitch by Buckcherry. Cherry. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it was taken care of. Um, the guitar player is somebody I know. His name's Abe. He's from Jersey. Um, I've known him 15, 16 years. We played an original band together, and he moved down here recently. And the drummer is a, a guy who who had been playing at that club, and uh, I've played with him a couple times, and he's somebody I know. So I, was, I felt pretty confident that we were going to do it. Uh, do fine. And they were um,
1: up for doubles, too. So not only did they get the call Sunday morning saying, hey, I need you to fill in today, but... And by the way, it's a double. Correct. Which could be enticing to someone to say, ooh, I could make some money today. Or, yeah, I'm going to be out of pocket for the next 10 hours.
0: Right. Um, so I think it was the former. Okay,
1: that's good. They're excited to play. They're looking forward to it. They show yeah. up. And then yeah. what happens? See, if you guys play two, two flawless... Back to back gigs, day oh, and evening.
0: No, we did not. <laughs> Flawless was not a word that was used. L- less the flaw, flaw with the less f- acceptable, less, less somewhat less. acceptable. I'll go. Acceptably. Performance. I'll, 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 be okay with accept- acceptable. Okay. Um, and the reason, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but is this is our show, so and this is what we were talking about, so. I like to keep it real. Um, the the I'm calling songs based on the singer, um, and again we had two singers for the day shift, our two regular male singers. Mm-hmm. But then at night, the one singer had to leave, so we only had our one singer who plays acoustic guitar as well. Um, so but he had
1: I, so that one guy had to sing all the songs for the
0: night gig. Well, no, uh, no. Um, I sing lead, and the drummer that we were using can sing lead, but he didn't sing any lead. The guitar player doesn't sing at all. Um, well, he'll he'll do some harmonies, but he doesn't sing lead. And uh, but calling the show, it, it like me standing on my feet playing bass and singing all day. It's it's tiring and stuff, but I can do it. You know, it's I'm still young enough where i can handle it um but the calling and show part dude that's the the, the mentally draining part of it because I have to constantly be looking at the room trying to figure out what's going to transition well from one song to another trying to know what songs everybody knows you know without having a list from anybody and i would have to ask you know do you guys know this do you guys know this and which I can't say I don't like dead air on stage and I don't like having to do that. But I, I was forced into that situation. So the the song selection was a little more limited because mm-hmm. they didn't know the songs that our singers knew. Um, But we got through it. We had a couple little possible train wrecks, at least one definite train wreck, um, which is is the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> When nobody knows where they are in the song, and it's Excellent. just it's off the rails. It's fire, explosions, gasoline on the ground. Um. But we got through it, and, and then this at, at night, about an hour or so into the that the night shift, uh, this girl came in to sing with us. That the drummer called her and said, "Hey, can you come help us out?" And she's fantastic. She's a great singer. She's a sweetheart. And she came in and did a great job. She's great with the crowd, so that kind of opened up our song list more, cool. which which helped helped me a lot. Calling because then she gave me she came in and she gave me her list, and I'm like, oh thank God, I can call some more some different songs here. Yeah, st- instead of crazy bitch and highway to hell. <laughs> um, but it, well, the it audience ended...
1: likes the same twenty songs for five hours, Steve. Huh? I said maybe the audience likes to hear the same twenty
0: songs for five hours. You never know. But um, but it it got slow. It it, it was busier early because there was a, a a home Saints game. Cincinnati Bengals were in town. A lot of people from Cincinnati were here this weekend. A lot of people. Uh, they were in the Super Bowl last year, so they got a lot of fans. And but at night, you know, the game had ended at like three o'clock, and then by eight, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, they're all wiped out and they're they're. Their yeah, back they're back to all, their hotel rooms. Yeah. So so it got really slow. So we didn't end up doing uh six sets at night, we ended up doing five, and we were done at eleven fifteen. So um still a long day.
1: Yeah, but still you got you know, you got it done.
0: Yeah. And like yeah, so we're gonna get into this conversation as it's the topic today, but Jerome said ending endings are always the toughest as often the recording fades out, so cover bands have to find their way to end it too, and that is correct. And uh, like segues and and it's always toughest for subs like jerome said yeah very much so yeah
1: intros and outros especially like you said
0: yeah i mean if you're i, I mean if you're the drummer i think it, i guess you would have a more of a certain approach because like, i i think you and and most drummers who who are, are pros and, and have been doing this for a long time know how to steer the the song and the band to a part of a song or to the end like you know you know how to musically cue people that this is going to be the end of the song sure like you know how to say it talk with your drums
1: yes but unless like i know the band i play with now we have made certain endings to songs so it's not just like we're going to go two three four bam bam and end it you know right there might be a specific ending or a run or like you said a segue from one song into the next you know So yeah, occasionally when we have a sub, we just have to be mindful where the guy like, yeah, I know all the songs on the list. I'm good. But he doesn't know how they end or how they go into one another, right? Or how one might go into the next, you know? Like we'll always do New new Sensation into Bye Bye Love.
0: Ooh. Two great songs to do, by the way. Yes. Are they both the same key? New, New Sensation's in E. What is Bye Bye Love in? I don't know,
1: but I know the tempo is 116 and the other one's 126. So it's a good jump up. But we usually ended up when it's new sensation. Right into
0: the next one. That is he. That's
1: right. Because I used
0: to play that song. Yes. Okay. So things
1: like that, you have to just go over with the guy and not at the gig when you're like, oh man, we forgot to talk about that. There's no way to for me to cue that guy and be like this is going to be the end, you know, the walk down ending unless I cue the guy to whisper in his ear what the walk down is, right? Right. And then just watch me for the cue at the beginning. But we had a sub Friday night and it was the second gig he subbed with us while our, while Joe's on vacation, my regular bass player, and uh this guy X and he did great. You know, he's he, he played great and uh, we had a great gig. The room was packed. It was one of those intimate crowded rooms but like volume was down so dynamics were like very prominent so it was very it was a really good gig one of the best gigs I've played this year
0: cool that's good to hear Um, but so X had time probably though to prepare ahead of time like he rehearsed with
1: he he rehearsed with us once to go over all of those things because we do a couple of medallies that segue into a bunch of different stuff and like i said the way we start or or stop songs or certain versions of songs we might do this particular live version from this you know whatever so learn that one you know right and and the nuances of that like we'll do dirty white boy by foreigner but we do the, the live version where they're in i think uh Tennessee or someplace, and Tishy's drumming. Oh, nice! Oh, so it's a great. It's got a you know killer ending with big drum, like you know, fifteen second drum solo. Don't at the they end. play
0: quite a bit faster than the recording too? They when they play it, it
1: live, we, we played one hundred and forty four BPM. I don't know what the recording is. It uh, might be it might be a couple of ticks faster, but it's not like Pearl Jam live faster than the the record. Right.
0: Yeah, probably not too much with Brian playing drums because he's he's pretty. He's, he's rocks more rocks yeah, he's more of a, a behind the beat player, anyway. Um, so that's awesome. So, but so in this case here, you know, this this guitar player did not have any time to prepare, mm-hmm. um, and the drummer pretty much knew all the material. The guitar player not some not as much, and it's not his fault. You know, he's only been in New Orleans for a few months, and he hasn't played a whole lot. Um, so you know, he hasn't really had. And, and like, you, if you're from somewhere else besides New Orleans, you're generally like you guys do. You're generally used to rehearsing with your band before your shows, and that's not a thing that we do here. There's no no rehearsals. That's not a thing. You just no, show, show up to the be game. ready. Right. You show up to the gig and you be you rip be ready. Um, know the song and and play it. And it, it's it's tough for people, some people, to, to to step into this situation and have to. like you, you're it's trial by fire. Um, So it it was a little it it seemed a little challenging for him. Uh, But, you know, he's great, great player. But talking about endings, it, it was funny. And I was just laughing to myself inside during while this was happening. There's certain songs that we play where there's a guitar solo at the end of the song. To lead out to the song and then, you know, the song ends. So what my guitar player generally does is he'll play his solo for however long. He extends it a little bit sometimes. He doesn't get too crazy with it, but you know, he'll play his solo. And then when he's done with the solo, he'll go back to playing the chords of the song, you know, that, you know, to, to indicate that, okay, the end is coming. I'm done playing my solo. We can end the song now. You know, to musically communicate to us that that's what's happening. And it was funny because he, this guitar player, was soloing at the end of the songs and he just wouldn't stop soloing. He just kept going. and kept going. And I was looking, I'm looking over at him like, I'm trying to nod and like, okay, you know. And, and he was, and just he's instant. like, yeah,
1: this is great, dude. Thanks.
0: I, his eyes are closed. He's like rock star. He's into it. He's a good looking guy. He's in good shape. And he's just like, he's it's on stage. It's like, and he's just just kept going and going and going. Like on a a, a few songs, and it was funny because because I'm thinking like, oh my god, how are we going to get out of this song? How are we going to get out of this song? What's, he's never going to stop playing a solo? Like, we're just like what are we going to do? What if the band
1: just stopped like ja, da, da, and then he's still so like, so yeah.
0: that was, way <laughs> so that was a challenge for it um that's a good question jerome said in new orleans do cover bands make it a point to follow the original original arrangement so that subs could come in and sans rehearsal yes uh, with with very few exceptions and like tony said they do medleys and we we don't really do medleys but we do um sort of like segues. um uh, so we there's certain songs we do back to back all the time um but as far as the arrangement is concerned yes we we pretty much always stick to the the song's original arrangement um so but anyway uh the topic i chose tony today after you know we're 34 minutes into this now yes um is and i took this i sold this from our friends at gig gab podcast um check those guys out if you've never heard their podcast those are the guys it's it's uh, paul kent and dave hamilton and those are those guys are kind of the reason that i got the idea for uh, tony and i to start this thing and uh, because they had me on it as a guest I want to say five or six years ago now, uh, maybe a while ago. Um, when I had just really, when cover band central really just started kind of taking off and I was like, and I enjoyed it and I thought, man, I'd like to do a podcast too. But, um, they, one of their credos is always be performing. Mm. They say, they say that all the time. So I am, I kind of stole that idea for this topic today and said, always be learning. Um, And took that from this experience this weekend, and from what I'm going through now, because I'm starting a new gig in two weeks. I'll be playing at Fat Cats with a band called Rockbox on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. And I'm also Tony going to be probably doing doubles on and playing at Bandstand with Jason on two of the three days. So every week. Wow! So look at now. I'm going to break the record because. Rockbox on Saturday does eight sets. So I'll be doing five and then eight.
1: Wow. So you might actually do 13 13 sets and break the the record even yet again.
0: That's not even my 13
1: sets of 45 minutes. That's a lot of music, man. It really is. But, you know, what's interesting, Steve, is if we go back a few episodes, maybe episode 177 or 174, somewhere in that vicinity, I would think. We talked about, oh, man, yeah, like. You know, you don't have any gigs on Bourbon Street right now. And it's okay. And I I said to you, it's not going to last that long. And you're like, I don't know. I just think, I said, dude, it's going to, you know, it's going to happen. My crystal ball is telling me you're going to be very busy. And here we are now. Even a few weeks ago, I got this day gig, which turned into now doubles with days and nights. And now you got another gig at night. So you'll be doing a day gig across the street from the place you'll be playing that night two of the three nights out of the week. So you'd be very busy Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You're going to be very well, rest. you know, need some rest to come Monday. I am. I'm you better be well rested repair. by Friday morning. When you wake up,
0: you better be ready to go, man. But thank you. Thank you to your balls, your crystal balls Yep, uh, for, for seeing this in the future. And yes, yeah, so I'm going to have to really discipline myself uh, physically to get enough rest, to get enough, um, you know eat properly and be prepared for that and i i have a bunch of songs
1: yeah you so know, all kidding song. aside right so mentally prepared you got to be prepared musically right exactly you got a whole bunch songs of songs that i gotta, gotta either
0: learn or go over here yeah um and then you so. gotta
1: eat properly and get good rest and be ready to bring it because it's, di- it's it's one thing to play for three or four hours you know and even from you know from a drummer's perspective of like if we're playing a gig where i'm really bringing it like at the end of the, I could keep going, but I definitely feel like I'm starting to get fatigued. You know, like my solo is much better at the end of the second set than it is at the end of the night. You hey,
0: Jason. I mean? about yes. Yeah. Well, as a drummer, it's got to be way more taxing, I would think, because drums are such a physical instrument.
1: It is, but you pace yourself. And that's why I said, depending on how hard you're playing or, you know, you catch yourself, right? you can't hear yourself, sometimes you'll overplay just to compensate for it so you feel like you can hear yourself. But, you know, if you have a good mix on stage and you can hear yourself, then you'll be less prone to overplaying volume-wise, you know, because you'll you'll think that the audience is hearing what you're hearing. Right. As opposed to vice versa. It might be blazing loud out front, but your monitor is not really full. So you feel like I don't know if you have ever done that too. You. Sometimes you play outdoors if you don't have a good monitor, and it just seems like when you hit the snare, it just it it escapes into the air and has no presence or volume, unlike inside where you know you just tap it and it's like wow, it's it's blowing the room out. You know, right. you could be outside like hitting it as hard as you can, it doesn't feel like it, you're getting anything out of it. So that's a good lesson to be learned. Always learning yes. when you play, right? Always don't, don't be, be learning. deceived and play harder than you have to.
0: Yes. So it, so I thought of that because I'm learning songs and and all that the, the examples you just gave to and, uh, and and the position that this guitar player was in, because you know, nobody had given him a song list for this band, and there was no reason to we, we didn't know he was going to be playing with us. Um, but I mean if you' if you're in the mindset of kind of always learning, regardless of whether you have something to learn it for you know, something specific, then the specific thing to learn it for will, will show itself when you have this stuff learned. And and so it's kind of about having that mindset of you always want to learn some new stuff. You always want to be, you want to be proactive if if that's something you want to do, if that's something you want to play, if you want to play in bands, you want to play with different bands and you want to play often, then you know it's going to be in your best interest to know as much material as you you possibly can you can never know enough you can never know enough but if you know a lot and, and you're going to get work and that's what I, I said to him it's not always about ability although he is a great guitar player um it's it's about knowing songs cuz well, that's what point, gets that's right. what gets you through the gig yeah, do you know I this do. song I we could do be, it. Okay. I could
1: be protege next greatest guitar player in the world, and I know five of the hundred songs that you have to play. And Johnny protege over there, who's half as good as I am, but knows those hundred songs,
0: is going to be the gig.
1: He's got the gig, no doubt.
0: He's getting the gig because that's you all. That...
1: Pu- God, you should publish a list of the top one hundred songs that every New Orleans musician should know.
0: Well, I did a list of the top 50 classic rock songs, and I did no, that but, years but a, ago.
1: Like, but like 100 songs, like, hey, Steve, I'm moving down to New Orleans next month, and I want to get work. What songs do I need to know so that I could walk into any situation and be successful?
0: It, yeah, if you it's know? a rock band, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that.
1: Because would you say primarily on Bourbon Street, it's mainly rock bands? Most of the guys you'll pull subs from are from... You know, are they more prevalent than the rock bands versus the more avant-garde or the jazz guys or, you know?
0: There's everything, really. I'm just more associated with the rock bands since that's what I do. Um, And so I know most of those people. And there's like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, probably about seven clubs on Bourbon Street that generally feature rock bands. And there's a ton of other clubs there that have, like, uh, And two a day? So,
1: so would you say there's, like, 15 rock bands that play the circuit down there?
0: No. I wouldn't say that there's, there's that many. Because, hmm. um, so like, like Crazy Corner, where I used to play, during the day they have a, a Cajun, uh, like, more Zydeco band. And then at night they have a rock band. Okay. And, but sometimes they have R&B bands, too. And uh, that's what they were doing... At Bandstand, where I'm currently playing at night on the weekends, they put in a uh, an R and B band, which I heard did really well, but I guess for some reason they couldn't keep doing it. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But so, but that's a good idea, Tony, to to put together that list for for the Absolutely. rock players. Yeah, and I would have to consider. It's a, it's really about the vocals. You know, who knows what songs? So I would have to put in male vocals and. Male vocal songs and female vocal songs, too. Now,
1: Steve, when those singers show up and they're, they don't know what songs they might or may or may not be singing, do they have a tablet with them? And do they need a way to mount that tablet, perhaps?
0: Wow, what an excellent question, Tony.
1: Just a thought. You said singers. I mean, it's a lot of words to remember.
0: You're the best. Um, Yeah, and as a matter of fact, we're having a contest, giveaway contest on Cover Band Central this week and every week in October. We're giving away... A Hercules oh damn it, I don't have the box here. A Aww. Hercules two in one tablet phone holder. I don't have the box, but I do have the there tablet phone holder on a wow. mic stand here. This is oh, what it looks like. Wow. Oh. Look at this. It looks That's like it's pretty a perfect... professional looking, man. It's super sturdy. Um, and you can expand this all the way out here so you can put it fit any tablet like, it and put... <laughs> fit your phone in, case you in bring
1: there. A, a dinner tray from home, and you want to. You could put a dinner tray.
0: You could lay it flat. Yeah. Like this.
1: That's what I mean. Put some hot dogs on it. Pigs in the blanket. Drinks. There you go.
0: I yeah. didn't even think of that, but that's a great idea. There you go. Lay <laughs> it flat, and put a. a, a little And tray if you're on really that. good,
1: you could line up like bottles. Like you could line up beers on it, down the center there on that beam.
0: That that would take some real talent. It would,
1: but it's expandable, so you could tighten it up so that it kind of clamps them together, Steve.
0: Right. So we're giving one of these away each week and in order to win that you go to coverbandcentral.com slash contest and enter yeah. and you could be the winner. There's been two winners already. Woo! We have two more to give away this month. so and then four more next brand month new Eve. every week we're giving stuff away here. every week the for the rest of the year. Hercules stuff Hercules is the best company for stands for for uh, things like this phone holders. Look at this. It looks like a, a, a person. Like, wait. If I, I want to draw a little like your side nose. You
1: draw, yeah, draw a little smiley face. A little okay. nose
0: and mouth on, on looks this like guy. It like a
1: praying mantis head.
0: It does. What should we name him?
1: Let's name him uh,
0: Manny. Manny. Okay. Manny the mantis. Well, Hercules. <laughs> Hercules Manny. Anyway, coverbandcentral.com slash contest. And you can win one of those. It's yeah, free to enter.
1: <laughs> Frank Mantis head thing.
0: Yeah, and you can name him whatever you want. You don't have to name him, Manny. Um, and he's free.
1: All you got to do is to sign up.
0: All you got to do is, join, uh, is You got to be in and, to win it. Can I tell you a little secret, too? What's that secret, Not a dude. lot of people um, have entered. Not a so, lot of people have entered, so make sure you enter quickly. You can so you easily. have a very good chance of winning. Yes. That's quickly. all I'm saying. The only thing is uh, one entry per person, and he must be a U.S. resident.
1: That's okay. Affiliate sponsors and members of will Central not
0: not, include, not eligible. Ophelia likes it. Yes. Stand, standpone.
1: She likes that Standpone. Sorry, I don't
0: know that one. No, I wasn't talking here.
1: <laughs> standpone. Get
0: Why did she respond for going. that? That's a cool thing, though. Uh, yeah, it is. So, anyway. So I was thinking about that a lot this week and about learning material and how important it is to know a lot of songs. And that's like, I'm a good bass player. There's other bass players that are way better than me. Um, But I know a lot of songs. I know a lot of songs. And I can kind of learn songs on the fly too. It's a little bit easier with bass than it is maybe with guitar. And certainly with vocals, if you don't know the words. Uh, but I have a lot of songs in my head, so even if I don't never played on bass, if I've heard it and I'm familiar with the structure of the song, and I know what the key is, I can generally figure it out mm-hmm. on the fly. Um, but I know a shit ton of songs, so that's why that's one of the reasons I get a lot of work, and and because I can sing a little bit too. That's the other portion
1: of it, right? If you're if you can sing. You've just doubled your ability to get work, right? Because you'll be called in a bind for a sub, right? But if you want to get a more permanent gig and they're looking at, you know, this guy that plays an instrument that doesn't sing at all or a guy that plays his instrument and can sing back backing vocal versus a guy that can play his instrument or, or gal and can sing lead proficiently, that's a big, huge – because the guy – you know, the, the musician that can also sing lead or background – You know, can do that proficiently. They add a whole another element to the band. Because how many times have you seen a great band with like mediocre vocals? You know, or Mm -hmm. you know, there's five people in the band and only two people are singing. So you got three other people, and the band sounds tight, and they're killing it. But then you see another band that, out of five people, four people are singing, and you're like, wow. Opens up a whole different range of, of, of songs you can do, right? and if you have you know good background singer that it adds you know so much depth to to the to the vocals.
0: Yeah. And you will get work if if you can sing and you can play with proficiency and you know a lot of songs you will get work. Guaranteed. You're in, yeah. man. Pack it up and fly head south, head head east, head
1: west wherever you're coming from. Let's go. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for a band, even if you're not in a band and you're looking for a band you know, sharpen up those things, work on your vocals and you don't have to be a great singer. Just hit, hit pitch and know the words. Yeah. That's it. Know the songs. Learn more songs. Always learn songs. Like, and that's a good exercise if, if you want to challenge yourself. Like I know you're a big fan of doing things like that for yourself where where you're, you stay disciplined, you get into a habit of a certain thing and you, you help grow that talent, that skill that knowledge, whatever it is for you that you're you're looking to do, whatever that passion is. If you have this passion for music and for playing in bands, that's a really excellent exercise and and, uh, challenge for yourself. Like, I'm going to learn one new song a day, or if that's too much, one new song a week, or whatever, anything, as long as you're moving forward, and you say this all the time, as long as you're taking steps in that sort of direction, then eventually you're going to look back six months ago, you know, six months and say, Oh, I, I just learned 26 new songs, or I learned, you know, however many new songs. And, you know, like you talk about it with working out and things like that.
1: Yeah, even if it's two songs, it's two more that you know that you didn't know previously. And the six months is going to pass, right? So you'd have six months of progress, or you have six months of excuses or non discipline, and I'll get to it. And, You know, before you know it, like you said, the time goes by and you look back and say, man, had I really stayed the course and been really disciplined and dedicated to X, you know, two years ago, I would be, you know, exponentially better or whatever, you know, more proficient or in better shape or better rested, you know, or whatever it might be that you're trying to pursue. Or I would know, you know, in two years time, I could have learned, you know, 20 songs or 50 songs, you know, if you really put your mind to it, right? Time's going to go by whether we do something about it or not. So it's hard to stay disciplined and it's hard to stay focused. But, yeah, once you've done it and you get through a couple of cycles where it's three months or four months or even a month of doing something, you know, it has a – a a cyclic effect on it where it bolsters your progress, right? You feel good about what you've done so far. So you want to keep doing it. You know, the hardest thing is to actually get started. But once you're a couple of months into something and you actually see the results, like, wow, you know, my left foot was really, you know, not proficient and it was lagging way behind my right foot you know from a bass drum perspective we'll say you know and i wanted to get my double bass chops up you know all of a sudden after a couple of months of practicing some dedicated exercises you know i've had students come back to me who are like it's night and day difference like their confidence level increases they wonder why i didn't do this sooner and you know i wow had i only realized if i had dedicated you know four months of time it's like working out right like everyone gets engaged with working out and exercising, but then after like a month or a month and a half or two months, something might happen and they, it wanes or they get away from it, you know, right when they would start to see results. But the people that stick with it at like the six month mark, that's what people started saying like, Hey man, did you lose weight? Or are you working out? Like it's a noticeable physical difference in your appearance. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's only because of that repetitive, constant discipline of, of doing something with some consistency. Right. And Again, you got to start slow and then build up into it, but like you said, Steve, no matter what it is that you pursue, if you put the time and effort into it, you're going to get better at it.
0: Yeah, and if you want to play in bands, cover bands, uh, that would be my number 1 piece of advice. Learn as many songs as you can. Keep learning songs cuz I've, you know, I've been playing almost 40 years now and I've never had to stop learning songs and I've never I've never stopped learning songs because I love doing it. For me, it's like this brand new thing that that, that I get to experience when I learn a new song. And I feel, like you said, it boosts your confidence. And I, I just always feel like I'm that much better of a player now because I can play that song. Yeah. You know, even if it's not a difficult song, it's just like I just feel good about myself. Like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Whereas before I knew I didn't know it. I was aware of the song, but I didn't know it. Now I know it. Now I have some insight to the song. Now I'm inside it. I I'm, I can get I can enjoy it and 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 spread it and and, and not
1: be stressed about faking your way through it because you kind of know it, like you own it. Own now you it. can have fun with yes. it. Yes. right. Now you can enjoy it and have fun with it instead of being hesitant about it. What's up, Jamie? Hey, Jamie. What's happening?
0: Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. So yeah, good stuff. I, I, I remember, I always think back to when I first started playing bass, and I didn't have a particular reason to learn songs. I didn't have a band. I didn't have a, you know, I wouldn't get paid. You know, I was 15 years old. I didn't I didn't have gigs. I didn't have anything. I just loved learning songs. It was fun for me. And there's certain songs that I learned when I was 15 years old that I still play today. You know, in Bur- on Bourbon Street. And what and- were some of the first songs?
1: L- 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 as we wrap up here, what are the first like five songs that you had to learn as a kid that you can remember?
0: I remember the very first one that I learned, and it's not an easy song. Uh, and I learned it by going. I when I first started playing bass, I got a bass and I started taking lessons right away, private lessons. And the first song that I that I asked the teacher to to show me was Livin' and, and Made by Led Zeppelin. And that's not an easy song on bass. It's still like, even if I play it today, it's still like, okay, this is not, it's not an easy bass line. It's moving around. There's stuff going on. I doubt I played it right. I doubt I played it well, but I learned enough where I could play, sit with the record and play and get through it and not make too many mistakes. Uh, that was the very first song that I learned. and. After that, I wish I kept my book. I had a manuscript book, dude, that I, I used, that I brought with me to lessons, and he would chart out the songs. I might have it somewhere. I I I I hope I do, because it it's got all this. I remember um, there was a couple. Red Barchetta was one that I learned early. Because yep. I, I was I, I loved Brush. Um, definitely some Iron Maiden early, because I was I was a big fan of Maiden. Um, gosh. How about you? Do you do you know what songs you learned in the beginning? Yeah,
1: I can remember early on, even before I took lessons, I the very first thing I figured out on my own was the fills to YYZ. Oh, that's the first thing? That's the first <laughs> thing. And I had the tape player and I kept rewinding it and listened to it, then I had it on record player and I was slowing down the vinyl. and then Dance the Night Away by Van Halen. Show your love by Van Halen. Um Sticks, uh... Babe? No, 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 no. It was... Mr. Roboto? No, no. No, it was like, uh...
0: Blue Collar Man.
1: Nope, no. Come Sail Away. Nope. No, it was like Tommy or, um... I don't know. I could find it while we're talking. But yeah, but that was it. And then, and then, um... Holy Diver. Dio. That's that was a good that, one. that was an early on one. I remember hearing that and being like, "Wow, it's great. You know, I got I got to play that. And then once I got the album, I I played that and then I got a Metal Church album. Remember <sighs> Metal Church? Oh,
0: I uh, yeah, okay, Beyond I'm the so... Black
1: and 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 and, and all, all, all those uh it, that whole album, which was great. And it, you know, it was funny, I bought that album on a whim. Because it was in like the $2 tape rack at Sam Goody back in the day. And it had yeah, Highway had Highway Star on it by Deep Purple. But it was a cover by Metal Church. Right. Then I bought the Metal Church album and heard the song Metal Church. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I learned that. And, That's then, cool. and, then, and then, like you said, Maiden mm-hmm. Live After Death. I, I, I played that album for – I got into a Maiden phase for a while where I played that. Power that was, Slave. That was great.
0: Nico McBrain on Live After yeah. Death.
1: Was Power Slave thoroughly. album. We used to play top to bottom. Then – you know, in later years, like I said, the Dio album, Exit Stage Left, we used to you know play top to bottom after school. We used to have concerts. I had a whole PA in my house, and I had a giant drum set. It was all mic'd up. And, you know, if I was smart, I would have charged admission because I would have had like 20 or 30 kids at my parents' house every day after school just and, and just played through re- albums. It was like a party. It was like a big party at my house every day after school.
0: I love it. So yeah. you were the cool kid, awesome. that cool everybody kid came to your house. That,
1: yes, correct. And then we'd <laughs> ride dirt bikes out back and have Roman candle fights. My, and my house was the, the, the Wild <laughs> West house that we had all kinds
0: of uh, hijinks going on. That's cool. See, that's why everybody likes you, Tony. I was never the cool kid, but you, you were the cool kid.
1: <laughs> I wasn't cool, but I burned people with Roman candles, and maybe that made me cooler.
0: There you go. So, I mean, just a quick, another story. When you said Metal Church, you reminded me of this thing. I don't know why it reminded me of this, but this happened this weekend. And so well, I play in New Orleans, very a popular city where people come to visit a lot. And and you, you see people that you never in your wildest dreams would have thought you see or meet or whatever. So we're playing on, it, this is Saturday during the day. And I, I look over to my right, stage right, and on the side of the stage, there's this dude standing there. And he's Mario standing, Andretti? No, this dude's oh. standing there. He's got long, dark hair and tattoos. And he looks older. He looks probably maybe 60, you know, late 50s, 60. And he's standing next to a girl. And um, and she's she looks a little younger. And they're just watching us. And I see, see him looking at watching Jason, my drummer, and kind of like miming some of the parts. So I'm thinking, okay, this guy's a drummer. You know, he looks like a musician, and okay, he's a drummer. So then we, you know, a song ended, and then somebody, Jason or somebody, like started talking to the girl, like like who who is this guy? Like who? who what band is he in? And she's like, "Pretty Boy Floyd," and we're like, <laughs> and, and and I. I never I couldn't tell you a Pretty Boy Floyd song. Although I if I heard it I probably would know one, but I know that they were, you know, kind of a popular 80s mm-hmm. glam rock band. And so so Jason's all excited and he gets up out off this drum throne and walks out and he and he shakes his hand. He's like, "Get up there and play." So he he came up and played Rock and Roll all night and ah uh, I don't remember what the other song was.
1: Ah, I don't remember. But but nonetheless, he came up and had some fun.
0: Came up, had some fun. He was really good, hit hard. You know, he was, he was, and, and I was like, okay, I'm playing drums with a, or I'm playing in a band with a drummer from <laughs> Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was funny to me. That was a little anecdote from the weekend. All right. So an hour flew by again. Ooh, Once again, Tony, it just goes, yeah, it just goes, like It goes, man,
1: that. you know, it's happening when you're having fun. That's what happens. Talking about um, silly, silly things
0: uh subscribe to the youtube channel the link is in the description click that link and hit subscribe hit the bell and then you'll know when we go live um enter the the giveaway contest so you can win manny the praying man to stand there you go man to stand yep. you can win one of these for yourself for free at coverbandcentral.com free, free, slash free. contest um and as always tony CoverBandcentral.com, sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. And you're gonna have to sign up if you want to enter the contest too. That free, free, part, free. That's part of the deal. Yeah. Um, I will we will not be here next week. Um, I will be in New Jersey in two days. You guys and, are off next week, baby. And, and they're yes, all jumping and, around going crazy. Love it. And next Tuesday, I will be on the road en route back to New Orleans. So, there will be no Wisdom Hour next week, but we will return the following week, which will be the day after Halloween, November 1st.
1: Yes, so, All Saints Day. We will be here.
0: Yes. So, everybody have a great couple of weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Do all those things, enter the contest, and go to the website. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>